0: Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Hello, Holden. I'm looking forward to this week's episode. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a little under the weather today, so if my voice is off or if I sneeze or if there's a lot of weird things going on, that's why. Uh, But I will, I'll keep the energy up, hopefully, for this podcast. Uh, We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of the first episode of The Last of Us on HBO, and we're also going to be covering our most anticipated stuff of the year, movies, games, and TV shows, as we say in our intro, so.
1: Yeah. So looking forward to all those movies, games, and TV shows holding of the year. Also,
0: is that a little fungus growing out of your face? Oh, God, I hope not. Maybe that's why I'm t- coughing twitching. Tw oh, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one movie podcast. Tomp.
0: But first, to me, we have to do the Toms. Let's talk
1: about the Toms.
0: The Toms. the Toms! The Toms! The Toms! Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Broca, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. All right, holding trailers this week. We just have one trailer we're going to talk about, huh? Yeah, we do. It's the new Ari Aster uh, movie. Uh, it was previously called Disappointment Boulevard, uh, which I think we talked about it a couple times under that title. But uh, it's been retitled Bo is Afraid. Um, I'll read the synopsis real quick because the trailer is quite a quite a mind bleep. Uh, described as a decade spanning surrealist horror film set in an alternate present in which Joaquin Phoenix plays as beau, an extremely anxious but pleasant looking man who has a fraught relationship with his overbearing mother and never knew his father when his mother dies, he makes a journey home that involves some wild supernatural threats. a pleasant looking man, yeah, I don't <laughs> interesting, <laughs> interesting they have that in the description but um what'd you think of this trailer jimmy i have
1: no idea what's going on which <laughs> i think is gonna be uh, what the what we're in store for when we see the movie it looks kind of bonkers it's surrealist comedy horror did you say yeah
0: it so. seems like it's gonna yeah it's gonna be uh, it, there's gonna be horror elements but it's gonna be more lighthearted than ari aster's previous work which isn't saying much because it's pretty serious stuff that they've done <laughs> befo- what he's done before um but it's kind of it's I think it's going to be an interesting angle it, it might hopefully it doesn't take itself too seriously I think that could be kind of fun I like all the the weird painting backgrounds that we see and I I assume they're like his visions or whatever he's encountering um but yeah it's just a lot of wild stuff not really sure what's real um not sure if the world he's living in is is very chaotic or if it's just how he views the world I don't know. There's a lot of different ways you could look at it, but I mean, we're we only have the trailer to go off of right now. So
1: I mean, Ari Aster, I love uh Hereditary, I love Midsommar. So mm-hmm. we'll see with this one. I'm a little tentative with the trailer. I mean, it looks well done. I don't know if it's going to be one of those. It's good but not for me sort of deals. Mm-hmm. Cuz the surrealist thing is very hit or miss for me.
0: I I but, uh, think I yeah. I like surrealist in especially in cases like this where it has aspects of comedy to it I think like I I I mean obviously once again we only have the trailer but I predict this will do a lot more for me than like I'm thinking of ending things yeah will. that's that's where my <laughs> mind went to for a surrealist movie I don't like yeah exactly um but yeah Joaquin Phoenix obviously he's he's always great and it looks like he's he's playing a bunch of different ages in this um the I don't I think the kid is actually a kid. There were some people that was like, "Is that him just de-aged?" But no, I'm pretty sure that is just a kid who they it got is, a, He's bizarre looking though. Like, did yeah. they,
1: they did something. <laughs>
0: like, like it, it, it's like airbrushed norm- or something. Like he, yeah. like the kid looks the kid looks like he's de-aged, but I don't think he is. <laughs> I
1: don't understand. Did they like de-age, Joaquin Phoenix's face and then? deep fake it onto this kid or something it's like, crazy maybe. i don't
0: understand what's happening the and according to wikipedia the uh the kid who plays him is his name's armin nahap nahapitian nahapitian i'm saying that wrong but um yeah it looks like this might be one of his first movies so i don't know i don't know if that is and it could be they, <laughs> they did the deep fake thing or whatever i'm curious as the movie gets closer and hopefully we we'll learn more about that yeah, he is disturbing looking overall. Hold on, I'll give it a brokaw
1: because I have no idea what's happening. Just sounds like Bo is trying to get home. Is his name Boulevard?
0: <laughs> is what I want to know. Is his full yeah. name Boulevard? I yeah. didn't even think of that because yeah, the name is Disappointment Boulevard. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm definitely intrigued. I, I'm not a huge fan of Hereditary, but I do really like Midsomar, and if nothing else, all of his movies are very creative. So, I, how many I'm, times. I'm how many times have you seen Hereditary? Only once. I, because
1: I liked <laughs> it when I first watched it, didn't love it. When I rewatched it, I was like, this movie is so good <laughs> that I actually like it more than Midsommar now,
0: which is saying a lot because I really like Midsommar. So I do need to it rewatch more. it. It's just, I, uh, since I didn't really like it, it just takes some willpower for me to actually want to sit down and watch it. But I'm sure I would like it more the it. second time. <laughs> All right that's
1: enough trailer talk hold on i didn't i didn't even sit down and watch the new ant-man trailer i said i'm not gonna watch this ant-man trailer
0: i did watch it and i was like yep yeah, probably shouldn't
1: have watched it <laughs> well it's gonna be before any movie i see between now and ant-man so
0: that's true that's it's true. unavoidable yeah but uh i'll give this trailer a broke off all right sweet what's the news then this week golden uh the news for this week we don't have a ton um, but we'll start off. Uh, John Williams. Uh, previously, he had said that he's retiring after the new Indiana Jones movie, but apparently that is not the case. At a recent uh, f- event for the Fablemans, he uh, he was asked about retiring and his uh, partnership with Steven Spielberg and all of that. And he said... Steven is a lot of things he's a director he's a producer he's a studio head he's a writer he's a philanthropist he's an educator one thing he isn't is a man you can say no to I've got 10 more years to go I'll stick around for a while also you can't retire from music it's like breathing it's your life it's my life a day without music is a mistake wow (laughs) I had never
1: I didn't know what he had fully said isn't he like 90
0: yeah I've got 10
1: more years holy (laughs) smokes The The man man is incredible. (laughs) He is just the ageless wonder. He is just the Tom Brady of
0: writing music. And I mean, as far as I know, which granted, uh, he could be a lot more private of a person, but he seems to be like a fairly healthy individual for his age.
1: So I would say so if he's literally (laughs) writing film scores and directing them, (laughs) moving around and... (laughs) incredible maybe he really does have 10 more years left of this who knows what he's he's got to be like a guy who just drinks a bottle of whiskey and smokes 10 cigars every day or one of those he just lives forever with yeah <laughs> incredible john williams uh thomas two thumbs up broke out of you 10 more years let's do it write all yeah. the indiana jones stuff
0: yeah no i the more john williams the better i uh I had forgotten he did the score for the Fablemans, which makes me even more interested in watching that. So I can listen to another good John Williams score. But uh, yeah, Thomas two thumbs up. Bro- Thomas two thumbs up broke for me as well. Yes, awesome. Um, next piece of news, uh, Jimmy. I, I I forget. Have you ever watched the Star Wars Holiday Special? i I think I've seen clips of it, but I've never just sat down and watched it. Okay, it's It's painful to sit through. I have sat through it once because I told myself I needed to do it sometime. Uh, but, yeah, that was hard. Uh, anyway, uh, apparently there's a documentary about the special that is going to be premiering at South by Southwest this year titled uh, A Disturbance in the Force. It's directed and produced by Jeremy Kuhn and Steve Kozak. And here's the description. In 1977, Star Wars became a cultural phenomenon that single-handedly revitalized a stagnant film industry and forever changed how films were sold, made, and marketed. Movies would never be the same again. A year later, neither would television. In 1978, CBS aired the two-hour Star Wars holiday special during the week of Thanksgiving and was watched by 13 million people. It never re-aired. While some fans of the franchise are aware of this dark secret, this bizarre two hours of television still remains relatively unknown among the general public. Simply put, we will answer how and why did the holiday special get made. This holiday special was two hours long? Yeah, it's, it is long. That's, I mean, that's probably the worst part like each individual segment of it is painful because it's just bad but it it just goes on forever and and it feels like at least twice that length (laughs) wow because i know it's like wookies and stuff and then boba
1: fett's in it and that's like his introduction
0: yeah which that's like the only decent part is it on disney plus oh uh I feel like they had talked about adding it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I know it like the full thing is on YouTube. Like you can just watch it on YouTube, which I think is where I watched it before. It might be on Disney Plus now. I don't know. But Wow. Oh, no. No, it's on Disney. They have the animated segment that has Boba Fett. They put that on its own on Disney Plus, but they didn't include the rest of it. Okay. Well, on YouTube. So that's good to know. Yeah. Does this sound interesting to you, Jimmy?
1: um maybe i mean if it's a really interesting story i guess Mm -hmm. but i'm not all that interested in the holiday special especially since i've never seen it so i'll go bergeron holden
0: uh i'll go brokaw hopefully it's a interesting documentary um next piece of news jimmy um apparently uh, Prey Two is in the is is currently being discussed over at Twentieth Century Studios. Uh, the star of the first Prey film from earlier this year, Amber Mid Thunder, has, has said that it's being discussed, but she wanted to make clear that it's not an official announcement. But she is really excited in the potential to make a sequel. Um. So it's is it going to take place in the same time period? Did you say? Well, I mean. She, Her wanting to be a part of it makes me think that it might be that way. It might take place in the same time period, which I think it could. Um, but I, I, when we talked about Prey, I think it would be more interesting if it was like a different time period each time they make one of these movies. Yeah, Unless That's they right have, right. I mean, if they come up with some really unique way to go about that same time period, I don't mind that. Because the first movie was pretty fun. Um, but... Yeah, I think I would rather rather go medieval times, fight some knights or something. I don't know. Gladiator pits in ancient Rome. Let's yeah, do, it. <laughs> do that.
1: Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. So I'm gonna go Bergeron if they have a good story, tell it. But I feel like what is left to say and in, in that time period, I'd rather see
0: something else. Yeah, I agree. I'll also give it a Bergeron. Um, and then my final piece of news, Jimmy, um, have you, Jimmy, have you ever seen the passion of the Christ? I I have, Holden. You have seen it? Oh, that is like a prerequisite
1: to being uh, a Baptist. Oh, okay. So I grew up Baptist and so I
0: saw that. Yeah. Um, well, the only reason I'm talking is so th- they they're making a sequel to mm-hmm. it and we might have mentioned this a long time ago, but I just, I, I wanted to bring it up because the title is really funny. It's <laughs> called passion of the Christ colon, resurrection. Yep. Which, <laughs> um, and apparently Mel Gibson is returning to direct alongside much of the cast. Um, Jimmy, would a passion of the Christ sequel, get your butt in the seat.
1: <laughs> well, it just reminds me of the SNL sketch. Um, where what Jesus comes sketch? with uh, Christa, uh, Christoph Waltz. It's so good. <laughs> it's uh, it's like Jesus comes back to it's Jesus uncrossed or something. Like and okay. so Django unchanged, <laughs> and he just shoots and and like one of the critics is like almost as violent as the Passion of the Christ. He's just <laughs> blowing people up with the gun, you know, Django style. You should look yeah. it up. Okay, I'll watch it. Um, later. One of the best SNL sketches. It's one of those pre-recorded bits that they do nowadays uh yeah um (laughs) whatever fine that's you know i mean you could just read the book (laughs) (laughs) will it be better Um, than the source material Mel Gibson. I mean The Passion of the Christ. All I remember about that movie is it's so loud the entire time. Really? It's loud? It's just so loud because everybody's shouting at Jesus for you know, he's carrying the cross and everybody's just yelling at him. It's (laughs) my gosh. Forget about the nails that sounds
0: it's been something it's something i've always been like cautiously like curious about (laughs) because like i hear about all the violence and everything and that's kind of what makes me curious about it like i'm like well how did they get away with making like a a hardcore religious movie but just that that brutal (laughs) but well it's supposed to be like the
1: sacrifice of christ yeah did this for you holden yeah, um, and it was,
0: it was the highest-grossing R-rated movie for quite a while. I remember that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't remember much about it. I just remember it being very long, lots of blood, and being very loud. Okay. And I want to say that, like, the devil looked weird. He was, like, a pale guy in, like, a hood or something. Interesting. But I could be misremembering that. So this was a long time ago. Pretty sure I fell asleep during part of it. Yeah, Passion of the Christ, Resurrection. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be like I think it's gonna be like the Jesus comes, you know, he comes back and it's like forty days until Pentecost or whatever. I don't know. Probably don't we'll know. see. Hope I hope it's his, you know. So he's supposed to die and then he spends three days in hell. I think it'd be cool if it's Jesus just kicking butt in hell. That'd be pretty
0: awesome, fighting yeah. Satan. <laughs> it's like I've seen a lot of I. I can't remember how have, have, have you ever seen UHF the weird owl movie no okay um because in that movie he makes a lot of like parody film trailers and he makes like one that's called Gandhi 2 and it's like <laughs> it's him just like it's like this time it's personal and he's just like shooting people and everything and I think people uh, people were online Ooh. were making comparisons like what if it's just Jesus comes back he's kicking <laughs> yeah no I think the I think there's a family guy bit where they did that too. The
1: Passion of the Christ too. <laughs> I think that's a family guy bit actually, okay. um, which is also funny, I believe. And I think it's like, uh, what is it? Chris Tucker's in it or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, Look that up too, because that's also funny. Okay. And yeah, he, I don't, yeah. There, <laughs> there's like he, him without sin, kick the you know i don't remember it, both of those sketches are funny look both of them up uh probably funnier than this movie's gonna be oh but. yeah i'm sure
0: <laughs> i'll give a uh, passion of the christ resurrection a bergeron uh
1: sure why not i'm looking forward to passion of the christ revelation where it's the end of the world oh he yeah. <laughs> comes back and kicks <laughs> the antichrist butt and throws satan into the lake of fire once and for all <laughs> <laughs> that would be really good <laughs> um so yeah uh, any other news Holden
0: yeah I, I actually I didn't have anything but I realized Golden Globes happened this week um so once again kind of like whatever the last award show we did was we'll uh, just kind of run through um some of the winners but we won't cover it as in depth as we do with like the Oscars um uh some of the more notable ones at least for us uh best performance by an actress in a motion picture musical or comedy went to michelle Yeoh for everything everywhere all at once nice well deserved i'd think um did you see her speech at all i don't think i even knew the golden globes happened to be honest okay with you. <laughs> i i don't know anything about like any of the speeches but i hers was funny I saw the clip going around where she she was giving like a long speech and then they started trying to play her off and then she just turns to them and is like, shut up. I can beat you up. <laughs> 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 I thought that was really funny. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Best supporting actress. This is kind of surprising. It went to Angela Bassett for Black Panther 2.
1: Really? So, yeah. Wow. Um, good for her.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought she, she was good. great. Yeah, yeah, she was really good um the best supporting actor went to kei hui kwan for everything everywhere nice so good for him um best director went to steven spielberg yeah not a surprise uh best animated picture went to guillermo del toro's pinocchio which you should still see jimmy um (laughs) oh best original score this uh went to babylon so very happy about that nice holden uh, best television series for drama went to House of the Dragon. Should have been Better Call Saul. Don't Should've understand been. that one. Yeah, Better Call Saul once again completely snubbed in every category. It was not. Does not. not
1: a I, I don't understand. That's literally one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen in my life, and it's getting no recognition. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I like House of the Dragon, but it is not to the same caliber. No, as that last season of Better Call Saul.
0: No, and I mean I I made the comment when we were reviewing Andor. I liked Andor more than House of the Dragon. Andor didn't even get nominated. So I don't know. But I guess maybe people see a Star Wars show and they're like, eh. Maybe Andor missed the window. Oh, that could be. That's a good point actually. Maybe Andor would be eligible for next year.
1: I don't um, know.
0: Critics love Andor too. That's true. Uh, but yeah, all the television ones i mean the main guy from the bear won for best actor in a musical or comedy, which he was great, but the bear the, rest... the bear from the bear one, yeah, the bear from the bear <laughs> uh oh uh your your man Evan Peters, one for Dahmer, oh yeah, so there you oh, go, yeah,
1: let me get you a beer hey
0: <laughs> um but yeah, that's pretty much it though. Just awesome to Hold it. that didn't
1: even know they happened, so thanks for the update. Of course, no problem. Did Everything Everywhere win best, what did even was it, best musical or comedy?
0: No, I I don't think so. Um, let me scroll down to it. No, it lost to Banshees of Anna Sharon. Oh, that one. Um, comedy, was that what that was? Yeah, What comedy. was best? What best drama it? was Fablemans. The
1: Fablemans. All right, well, we'll see how that plays out. I haven't seen either of those yet. Thanks a lot, yeah. Sioux Falls Movie Theaters.
0: <laughs> Although, yeah. I guess Banshees of Inisherin was here at yeah. the State Theater. Just missed the window on that. But, yeah, yeah um, we'll see how that plays out with the Oscars. I think those nominations, actually, we might have those by next, next podcast. They got to so we'll be see.
1: coming out pretty quick here, Holden. Yeah. Anywho, I say we just move on
0: cuz we got plenty to talk about this episode. Yeah, let's move on. Should we talk about Last of Us first? Yeah, let's talk about Last of Us first. All right. The Last of Us episode 1. Um, it's going to be a bit different uh since okay so obviously jimmy and i know the whole story to this game and the second game so i think what we ha- what we have to do though is we have to we can do spoilers for the episode in the series but up to each episode game. yeah but not of the game so we're gonna yeah. have to try to check ourselves to not give away spoilers for later in the game um anyway uh adaptation for hbo uh written by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Um, Yeah, it's been highly anticipated in both of our lists for at least last year, maybe the year before. Um, It's been coming for a while, and Jimmy, did it live up to the hype? Uh,
1: I think uh, so far, solid adaptation. Uh, A few more changes than I thought they were going to make, actually, so far. (laughs) Nothing, like, absolutely major, but little tweaks here and there i'm like oh interesting that i don't say think are uh better or worse in some cases
0: i think there's there's an aspect or two that i actually probably prefer for this um although if i'm if i'm being honest past the opening of the game like the very opening of the game Mm -hmm. that the the rest of what this episode covers in the actual video game i don't really care for in the video game it's like i think it's the weakest part of the game yeah i would say so like so like that part it's whatever um but obviously the opening is pretty iconic for the video game um we can start there i guess with the opening to this so this Um, is this is going to be spoilers
1: for the episode, too. So if you haven't seen yes. this, watch the episode. But yes. I will. The, I thought the first half of this episode was really good. Yeah. Everything through the opening of the game until the the opening credits of the game, which is uh, Sarah's death, is, I think, quite good. Um, yeah.
0: I, I mean, and that's the thing that I think might even be more effective in this uh, for me personally than the game. Um, And I think it's just with that extra context and extra build up to everything. um, You just, you learn more about the characters prior to that death and everything and um, get a better sense of the world. And it's just, and it's very tense because you know what's coming, but you're not exactly sure is it going to play out like how it does in the game? Or if you haven't seen, or if you haven't played the game, then you just don't know how it's going to play out at all. Um, But it's, there's just like, overall this looming sense of dread sent from the very start and that's that's not helped by you know the police sirens off in the background and like news reports you kind of hear glimpses of that you know our main characters aren't fully paying attention to because I mean it doesn't seem that important to them um but yeah I just I I loved the first half of this episode quite a lot
1: I think it was quite strong. I think it was, like, a good adaptation. Like, um, mm-hmm. obviously, the game, you start off with uh, Sarah on the couch waiting for Joel to come home, mm-hmm. and we get probably, what, like, 15, 20 minutes before that, even in this episode? Well, I mean, yeah. the I love the cold open of the, the scientists on the TV in, like, just 1968 for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, that was that was pretty cool, and I thought it, I mean... I don't think the game really gives I mean I could be wrong granted I've I've only played each of them like when I played the first one twice but I I don't think they really give an explanation as to why the the cordyceps works the way it does on humans does it to the games or is um, it just like something you have to like like infer well it did... so
1: like in the games it's like okay it's the cordyceps fungus has somehow gotten to humans um, I think that's kind of where it's left, and and okay. you you understand that the person's still kind of alive in there, yeah. But like to what extent and all that, and that's they're controlled, and so that's all explained. But um, the nice touch was like, well, how did that just suddenly happen? And in, in the show, they explained, you know, like global warming kind of has something to do with it, which is really an interesting thought, and just how that one scientist just
0: laid out how hopeless it's gonna be. Which, <laughs> well, and, <laughs> well, g- finish your thought actually. I was just going to say I I I kind of it was like a almost like just stare at the camera moment when he mentioned global warming because it's like it was like oh well you know the only way that would actually happen is if the planet you know increases in temperature and everything and I mean at the time in the 60s that didn't seem as as probable or anything uh, to most people there was an environmental movement but not in terms of global warming yeah yeah um and so obviously just in the modern context we view that and we're like oh yeah okay (laughs) but um yeah probably yeah i just liked that what were you gonna say though
1: i was gonna say i mean with i we're not gonna spoil anything of course but like the way he kind of suggests there is no cure for something this fungus related is that gonna kind of impact how you know later on the story and some things in the game that people disagree on certain actions that characters take Mm -hmm. um in regards to this potential cure and that's that's as vague as i will leave that but it would if they lean more into the direction of there is no possible cure i think that would be interesting because how will that impact ellie's storyline and joel's storyline which is, I mean, because that's what the scientist kind of says at the beginning is like, yeah, if it's a fungus thing, there is no cure for that. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously, the hope is that Ellie, with being able to survive this, is going to somehow lead to a cure. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that cold open I thought was great. I thought that was a really good touch. I really like the opening titles. I thought those were nice. I'm I'm glad they used the Gu- Gustavo Santaolaya. Um, score I think well he's are, scoring the show right he he's co-scoring it okay. so i don't know if he if they're just using his music or if he's actually writing music for it okay. but it, it would be very weird if it did not have the music <laughs> to the games um yeah, the, the the opening titles felt very game of thronesy <laughs> in they the did. Way It felt like a balance between the opening titles in the game and the opening titles of game of thrones
0: yeah, yeah. It was cool. I liked it.
1: It was cool. Um, other things, I, we, well, obviously, we start off with Sarah. In the game, of course, you you, you play as Sarah. So I think it was kind of they did the equivalent that they could in this TV show adaptation by basically making her the protagonist of the first 40 minutes of the show, mm-hmm. which was, I think, would be really effective
0: if you had no idea what was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... I mean, to an extent, I feel like most people have to, like, kind of understand what's coming just because, I mean, all of the marketing is around, you know, Joel and Ellie and everything. And obviously, this isn't Ellie. Um, So, like, something has to happen. I mean, to be fair, when I
1: first played the game, I just knew it was some middle-aged guy and some young girl. So, like, when I was started the beginning of the game... I was like oh this is the it's his daughter okay they're gonna go and then she she dies I was like what (laughs) the heck I was like I got bald the first time I played it it was the first thing I opened on my ps4 pro when I got it that opened 20 minutes of the last of us and I'm like oh my gosh what have I been missing out on my (laughs) entire life yeah uh
0: but just in general I like I mean she fixes Joel's watch and everything and uh she goes over to the neighbors um to that was the grandma in the background that was creepy creepy um
1: so like a lot of things are just pulled directly from the game like uh the whole, of course the whole watch thing she obviously does it uh it's shown in this in the t v adaptation she goes and actually gets it uh gets it fixed mm-hmm. um her at school that one kid starts twitching. Yeah. Like all those just little cues that something's going wrong We're just disturbing. And you're like, never know what's going to happen because of course in the game you play as Sarah and you're walking through the house and the Tommy comes on the cell phone. He's like, you got to get your dad or whatever. Um, and you're looking around and, and the neighbors like break in and whatever. And Joel shoots him in the head. Um, the so i i like how they built up the neighbors a little bit more and yeah. cuz you knew like if you played the game the neighbors are like involved in this Joel still kills one it's the old the old grandma and this and you know it has the same effect which i liked there was the there is the dog in the game too but it's more just a dog barking outside and then you hear it like yelp Mm-hmm. Which is a disturbing part of the game. I'm glad you didn't hear the yelp from the dog in the in the show. So yeah, for all we know, the dog is still alive in our head Canon, The dog is still alive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I mean, of course, the whole truck drive. I thought the guy who played Tommy is it? Uh, no, it's Gabriel Luna. I think is his name. Yeah, I think he yeah. sounded exactly like t- Tommy in the game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think, obviously, that's one of the strong points of this is is the performances and the casting. Um, We have Pedro Pascal as Joel, um, who is just Joel. He is fantastic. So good. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think it's funny that uh, he... So in the opening, he mentions that he's 36, and then the main part of the series takes place 20 years later. Yeah. Um, so he'd be 56, but uh Pedro Pascal is in reality like in between. He's like 46. <laughs> so he's just like perfectly in between those two ages. Um but yeah, no, he's fantastic. As you said, um uh, Gabriel Luna, he's he's great as Tommy. Um we'll we'll get to to Ellie later, but everyone everyone's great oh and and the girl who plays sarah i don't remember the actress's name she's very good she was great yeah i mean obviously it's a shame she doesn't stick around longer but she was great for the 40 or so minutes we had with her yeah um
1: so yeah before we dive into like the whole sequence where they get on the truck and and all that goes down um, one of the one of the other changes is this is uh, this takes 10 pl- 10 years earlier than the game. So in the game, the outbreak is 2013, mm-hmm. which is the year the game came out and then the rest of the story takes place in 2033. In the show, it's 2003 and then now 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the story. Um, I don't really understand why <laughs> there was no really functional reason to do that, right?
0: yeah i don't know i mean to me it would almost make more sense for the outbreak to be 2023 yeah and then it'd be 2043 because then you can use like modern functions as like in like the ruins and whatnot and you can just you don't have to like downgrade yourself to 2003 technology or anything um i don't know It it, it is interesting yeah. I don't really well, mind maybe, it. I think it's fine. I, no, I
1: don't either. It doesn't really bother me. Maybe it's like justification for why like the news spread a little bit slower than it did. Honestly, that is
0: probably it. That makes sense. I, and plus the,
1: when you're going around the world that just like you're not going to have as high of technology available to you. Mm-hmm. If you did in 2023.
0: But. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that perspective i think it checks out because ultimately it doesn't really matter once the like apocalypse has happened like what period it's kind of frozen in um but yeah then you have the the excuse for you know information spreading slowly so i think it works
1: nice little easter egg is sarah's wearing the same shirt she does in the game oh nice um yeah so i mean like literally some of the dialogues sort are of straight out of it, but let's talk about the part where they get in the the truck they're driving away. Um, a lot of that, obviously, is very similar to the game where you have that over the shoulder looking through the, the windshield. Um, very Children of Men esque. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's like that in the game, too. Um, very Children of Men, very Quiet Place Part 2. <laughs> it's just a lot of. A lot well, yeah, of things no. That when A that. Quiet Place Part 2 came out, I was like, this is like the closest thing we'll ever get to The Last of Us. And then they made The Last of Us. Yeah. Um, so that was great. Yeah. Uh, the I love how they subverted your expectations. If you played the game, you know they get into like a car accident, and that mm-hmm. forces them out of the truck. Whereas this, they, like the like tra- the, the big truck that hits them in the game, like goes by. They don't get in the accident, and then the plane crashes and blows up, and the debris comes and, and knocks mm-hmm. their car out. Um, which is an interesting little twist. I like how they they subverted our expectations there. Just huge spectacle, lots of things going on, really well shot, well directed um i liked it and um you know you have him getting separated by tommy and then the whole situation where uh sarah gets shot and whatnot they one thing i don't remember in the game the the fungus kind of growing out of their mouth oh you, yeah is that a thing and i i don't remember that i mean it makes aren't, sense aren't you
0: playing the game right now
1: i mean i i can't i didn't i've never noticed it <laughs> i don't I i don't remember it either but not in the the runners, um, but I it it's at least more pronounced in this TV show. I mean, it makes sense if they're biting you, the fungus is right there, so that's how it gets in your bloodstream and spreads and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, no, I I thought it was really cool. I thought the the whole Sarah thing played out really well, and I thought Pedro Pascal somehow. <laughs> I mean, I still was tearing up, and I knew what what happened. And I'd seen it. Yeah, I thought just the way he like picked up her body it was even like more accentuated than this than in the game. Yeah. It plays out a just not a ton longer, but I feel like just a few seconds longer here. And just I think Pedro Pascal really really did a nice job. He it's mostly an emulation of Troy Baker's performance, but it's still very good.
0: Yeah. Like I I I don't know. It does that doesn't really bother me too much cuz I I mean, I think to a certain extent, you have to play Joel. I mean, the way that people remember him. But I, I have a feeling he'll bring some new stuff to it as well. And I think we we get glimpses of that in this episode. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he'll bring his own to Joel while while staying true to the character. Yeah. Um.
1: So then we we cut to twenty years later, and then we just have more of that. World building. I thought the stuff with the kid Mm -hmm. was effective. Um, I thought it was cool. The diagram of like how long it takes you to get infected depending on where you're bitten Mm -hmm. and just the sad reality of that situation and having to burn all those bodies. You get Joel peddling, peddling, um, narcotics. Yeah. Um, which is implied in the game from Robert. The whole Robert storyline in the game, I was like, as I was replaying it, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to just ditch this and find some other thing. It's not super uninteresting, but it is like the least interesting part of the game. That whole part of the game is just kind of for the sake of world building. Yeah. This is what the quarantine zone is like. And they do that here as well. Um, I think it's kind of a wash for me. I also thought it was the least interesting part of this episode. I thought the first half was way more entertaining and
0: and interesting than, than, than the second
1: half which is true I, of the
0: game too I agree although I th- I mean the second half of the episode is I think where it takes some I mean aside from ex- extending the intro um, I think there's there's some more liberties taken with the second half definitely um, and I don't I it is still the weakest part but I think it was pretty effective world building um and we we got to know quite a bit about each of these characters um it's interesting I I don't remember if we had talked about before this came out but Marlene is played by the same actress who plays her in the game
1: yeah Um, which is like I'm like man she really looks and talks just like Marlene and then in the yeah yeah the featurette it's the same person
0: yeah she uh she also plays uh alex in half-life two and all of the half-life games aside from actually half-life alex so i i when i figured that out i was trying to listen for it and try to recognize her voice and yeah i did but yeah she's good um and then tess
1: is played by (laughs) uh what's her name from mind Mind uh
0: anna torv i think um and yeah she's she's very good. I think she's a pretty underrated actress in general um but yeah she's she's pretty good in this. I, I she, thought I thought Tess was a little
1: underwhelming for me. I thought she wasn't she's way more intimidating and has a bigger presence in the game I feel like. She just seemed not as she seemed like more reliant on Joel in this. Like they like the Robert and his guys were more afraid of Joel than her. Where I think it's more the other way around in the game. Mm-hmm. Where Joel is kind of her henchman, and yeah. <laughs> like she's all like, "We're gonna get those efforts. We're gonna get our stuff back because they like robbed guns." Um, I probably like the maybe the most significant ch- well, not significant change, but a a change is that the whole reason. Or Joel has like just a completely new motivation, which is finding Tommy, and that mm-hmm. does not exist in the games
0: yeah what's his what's his motivation in the
1: games at first? um well, they're just so the whole reason they're smuggling Ellie is just to get supplies that Marlene promises them, oh okay, that's right, uh because they're already out of luck with Robert 'cause and they shoot Robert and kill them there's themselves, which he's killed off screen in the in the show by the fireflies and some sort of shootout, Um, so yeah, he's just like, I'm smuggling only just to get, uh, this big score, which is why Tess is doing it too. I
0: think, I think shifting his motivation is fine. Uh, I think it's, it's probably a stronger motivation to start him out with before, you know, he, he becomes more, more, you know, into like the whole Ellie situation and everything. Um, but yeah, I think I think for right now, giving him hit, uh, like the motivation of him searching for his brother, I think it works.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Um, yeah, we get more. We just get more with the fireflies too, a lot more and more uh, Ellie. Because in the <laughs> game, you don't meet Ellie until Marlene comes in and and they she's like, "I, hey, Joel, I have a job for you. You need to smuggle this girl for me." And they're like, yeah. "What the heck?" Whereas this is like we get a whole bunch of prolog stuff with Ellie and the fireflies which I could have done without, I think. I think uh, yeah. it kind of gives away that she's resistant to infection before Joel finds out Joel and Tess finds out and I think it took away from the moment when Joel and Tess find out. I think it would have been more impactful cuz I feel like Joel be- I mean Maybe they're, I I think it's more impactful if Joel is your point of view character. And in the second half, it seemed like you didn't have a, you had three point of view characters instead of just the one. And that maybe that's why the first half works so much better than the second half of this episode for me, because the first half of the episode, it is Sarah as your point of view character. Mm -hmm. And then the second half, it's split between Ellie, Joel and Tess you yeah. don't get that singular point of view
0: that you do in the games where you're just Joel. I can yeah, I mean I definitely understand that the criticism of of the whole bite thing. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. It kind of it kind of did take away from that the the whole moment at the end of the episode where they they see the bite for the first time. But I think in general for me Ellie being in the episode more I think worked just cuz I mean we got more t- I mean I think Ellie is just an entertaining character and Bella Ramsey does is seems to be doing a good job so far um so kind of getting more of her in my book at least this is a good thing
1: I don't I just felt like this episode was a little long
0: I, I well it is it's an hour and 20 minutes I mean it's an hour
1: 20 but it felt it felt like an hour 20 it like didn't zip by you know what I'm saying yeah and I think that second half just got like the first 40 minutes were like I, I'm like this is amazing and just that second half just was like, it felt a little meandering to me. And maybe it's just because I was analyzing the differences and the choices they were making. Um, But I don't know, Emily felt like it slowed down too. She's like, I liked the first half of the episode better.
0: Yeah. I mean, it definitely slows down. Um, but I mean, I think, I think part of that is just the nature of that section of the game too. Cause as we've both mentioned, it is like the, the least interesting and, probably most boring part of the game. Um, It is, I mean, it's not that long in the game, which is kind of nice, but I mean, I feel like they kind of had to, you know, build out this world and kind of explain the whole situation that everyone is in. And so I kind of, I get why they did it, but it is a lot less interesting than the first half. I do
1: too. I just think it would have been more effective if they just told it from Joel's point of view. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. That's, that's uh, I think, was my issue with it. And I think it just made it a little, not as tight narratively as it could have been. But I do like the other little things they add, like the whole like radio station cue. <laughs> like, it's like it reminds me of the the uh, Night's Watch. It's like one blow means ra- Rangers returning or whatever. Mm-hmm. Two is the, you know, Mildlings, and three is the White Walkers. It's like you have the 60s, 70s, and 80s songs. So nice touch. Of course, you have Ellie commenting on the broken watch, which mm-hmm. is from the game, too. And all those little lines, dialogue, them sneaking out of the quarantine zone, all that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a, a solid first episode. Again, I think that <coughs> moment at the end was tarnished a little bit by it being pretty obvious that Ellie was infected. But maybe that was just because I played the game and already knew but um, another change is that uh, the very end. So when the uh, when the Fedra soldiers is analyzing them for the disease, for the the fungus. Um, in the game, Ellie attacks him with a knife, and then Joler Tess shoots him. Uh, and Ellie's like mortified by that. She's like, "Oh my gosh! Like I did not mean for him to die." this is not what I intended. Like, I thought we were just going to like hold him up and make him not say anything and like tie him up or something. And in this, like when Joel attacks him, which is very, you know, lots of parallels to when Sarah's shot. So that, that's a nice touch when he attacks the, the soldier, like basically beats the crap out of him. Ellie's like captivated by it. Yeah. Instead of, horrified by it so i'm like oh interesting change in the game ellie is kind of she is like very crass and you know uses her (laughs) her vulgar language and stuff but like i feel like she definitely has that softness to her Mm -hmm. whereas this we haven't seen the kind of softer innocent side of her yet and i'm hoping they don't rush past that
0: I bet it'll be there. I mean, it'll be there. I like my my guess with that kind of comparison is just that they they don't seem to kill the guy in this one. Uh, They just beat him up a lot. So maybe maybe Ellie's just more more okay with getting the (laughs) the crap beaten out of like since (laughs) he was saving her and everything. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the next episode is one of my favorite sections of the game. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Otherwise, though, I still like the first couple hours of the game better than this first episode, I would say. But I think it's a solid adaptation so far
0: with some things that are better. Yeah, I don't really know how it compares for me, but I really like it. Sounds good. All right, we'll talk about the next episode next week. Anything else you want to say,
1: Holden, about this first episode? No, I don't think so. All right, sweet. Let's talk about our most anticipated movies, games, and TV shows of 2023.
0: All right. So as we've done every year uh, since we've started, this is going to be our anticipated lists for the year. Um like last year, I think last year was the first year we did all three kind of mediums. But we're going mm-hmm. to be doing uh, movies, games, and TV shows, top ten list for each. And then we're going to be doing a combined list at the very end, kind of running through our just overall what we're most excited for out of all three things. Um, so like previously, I think probably what we'll do is we'll start with like we'll probably start with movies I'll work my way through my top 10 list, uh, starting from 10 going to one. Um, And I'll say it. I'll talk about the movie a little bit, what I'm excited for. You can join in if it's something you're also excited for. And then um, at the end, after I'm done with my list, you can run through yours and hit any movies that we didn't previously hit. Mm -hmm. And then hit Holden. Yeah. And then hit me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. We starting with movies, Holden? Yeah. Let's start with movies. Um, so <laughs> there is, okay, there's going to be one omission off of this top 10 list that I think you're going to be pretty, uh, amazed by, but it, it is an honorable mention, but we'll get to it later. We'll do honorable mentions after, uh, number 10, uh, is, for me is Asteroid City, um, which is the new Wes Anderson movie. Nice. So, uh, that's pretty much the only reason why it's on here because <laughs> I just like Wes Anderson movies, uh, even though you and I weren't particularly Big fans of the french dispatch i like most of his other movies quite a bit um this one like his other ones just stacked cast i think i saw like tom hanks brian cranston um margot robbie just like way too many people these people just (laughs) like working with wes anderson like they probably don't get paid that much for it it's just purely like a for fun thing i'm sure it's a status thing olden yeah a status thing you know you've made it when you're cast in a wes anderson movie maybe that's it yep honorable uh, mention for me asteroid okay. city oh wow okay i i was honestly thinking you wouldn't have even known it was coming out. <laughs> well i have like 20 honorable mentions so okay okay i have like five so that's, that's interesting Um, nine. I know this is probably gonna be higher on your list, but I have Saw ten. I actually have it as ten on my list. Hold on. Oh wow. But ten, but also one at the same time. You know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jimmy and I are both big fans of the Saw movies. Um, I might. Actually, rewatch all of them again before the <laughs> oh, summer. I just, I like, I have so much fun rewatching <laughs> these movies. I gotta that, watch. We should do it in the summer, so then
1: I got time to watch a few with you.
0: Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, we could do that. I uh, continue to forget
1: that Jigsaw is a movie that came out. <laughs> yeah, and it's like pretty. <laughs> decent
0: as far as saw movies go i think <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> like- <laughs> is a low bar yeah <laughs> but like i uh no i just these saw movies are so funny they're so over the top and dumb this one seems to be kind of going back more to one through eight as opposed to spiral i don't think we have that much confirmation on it but just the fact that tobin bell is back and everything it makes me <laughs> think we're going back more to those movies and spiral <laughs> which is fine Spiral's probably one of the worst ones so in my opinion when you know what the twist is halfway yeah. through the movie it's kind of <laughs> a bummer honestly like just go back to 1 through 7 continue that storyline like i just i the, that stuff is so stupid and i know they kind of wrap it up but there's you could easily just cram more stuff in there it does not matter
1: do you think they're ever going to just do the method of you know the halloween texas chainsaw massacre where it's like all the sequels are not real this is the real sequel it's the
0: requel or whatever yeah oh my god they might sometime i don't i mean maybe i don't know because i mean as long as tobin bell is still alive and willing to do these i feel like they just want to keep making sequels with him so i don't know (laughs) (laughs) what
1: will happen first john williams writes his last movie score toby tobin bell plays jigsaw for the final time <laughs>
0: we'll never know um yeah but anyway very excited for saw 10 anything else you want to say about it comes out around my birthday i want to say oh nice <laughs>
1: i just like how we know nothing about it other than it's coming out october 27th
0: it is probably the movie we know the least about on this list and it, but i'm still super excited for it so <laughs> yeah let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> number 10 for me but of course number one yeah, in, in our hearts, uh, number eight for me, uh, Dune Part Two. Nice, I got um, that at number six. Okay, yep. Uh, obviously, we both quite liked uh, Denis Villeneuve's uh, previous previous uh, Dune movie, so we're very excited to see how the story pans out. Uh, from what I understand, the first movie like like very faithfully adapted the first half of that book. So theoretically, if he does the same for this, it should all make a very cohesive story so i i have high hopes nice um was dune our most anticipated movie of 2020 it was yours mine was last night in soho which did not pan out (laughs) (laughs) hey that was all right yeah it was it was all right but it was a it was a letdown
1: but Um, it is interesting that i mean dune is has slipped quite a bit on our list and is that a, is that a simple, does that signify that we're just really looking forward to these other things or is it more that, you know, Dune part one, although we liked it, you know, it didn't
0: blow us away. I think for me, it's that I, I think it's a strong year and other movies I'm just very excited for. Um, and also I think there was a lot of just like mysterious anticipation with that first movie. And of course it's Denis Villeneuve. So we're very excited just for him being attached and everything. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Still just, very excited for it. Though. Yeah, I am
1: too. Lots of good movies coming out this year. I got it at number six. You got it at number eight, huh?
0: Yep. All right. Yep. What's next? Number seven, uh, killers of the flower moon. Oh, very nice. Holden. Very nice. Um, I'm mostly just excited for this for two reasons. One, it's Martin Scorsese. So you can guarantee it'll probably be pretty good at, at the very least. Um, and two it's coming out on apple tv plus yeah that's my second reason (laughs) no second reason is just because of the the hype you've given me about the story behind this i've kind of i have strayed away from a lot of the stuff regarding this story mostly because i knew this movie was coming out and i was like i think it would be cool if i just went into this movie not knowing a lot so I, there's a lot of anticipation there but yeah just new martin scorsese leonardo dicaprio in it and hopefully we do finally get it this year it is fully shot and everything so i think fall of this year is probably what we could we could expect would be my guess
1: yeah i have it at number three uh robert de niro's in it too as well as brendan frazier oh,
0: yeah. yeah that's right
1: um so, I'm looking forward to it, and by now, I don't really remember the story, so maybe nice. I, there, <laughs> if you want to have it spoiled for you, we did a bonus podcast like two, three
0: years ago, three years ago now, probably. Yeah, probably. Well, you were still in school. Yeah, so. three
1: years ago, I think, at the, basically now. Um... I did a bonus podcast with the story about this. So, man, that movie's been in development for a long time. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's due to come out. Um, yeah, and I don't remember that much about it, so it's kind of like re- all, you know, all the twists and turns will uh, surprise me too. Yep, I got it at number three, Martin Scorsese. I don't know if it's going to get that much of a theatrical release because I think it is an Apple TV Plus movie, so that might kill a lot of it, the hype so That's it. true. That's true. Which would be a shame
0: i will see. We'll see. But uh, number six, I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Nice. That was my number seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, obviously, just more Guardians of the Galaxy is always welcome. James Gunn. Um, I think the the holiday special was a really good thing to release when it did because it just made me like, hey, I really like these characters. I'm excited to see. I, I remember how much I like these guys. I'm excited to see a full-length another full like, movie with them. Um, but I assume James Gunn's wanting to go out on a high note. Uh, I mean, multiple actors involved seem to indicate, like uh, Dave Batista, that this is going to be their last one. So assume there's going to be a lot of cool things going on. And, of course, we'll have a, a killer soundtrack to go with it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think
1: it'll be a good time at the movie theater. It's coming out when? Uh, May. May.
0: Coming up? Yeah. Nice. Um, anything else about it? nope that's all i got Hold all right uh number five i have john wick chapter four. Oh, that was my number 11 just missed just missed my it. Okay. top 10 um yeah no john wick i just love these movies um and i i think i'm gonna re-watch them before this one uh because i am i am curious i'm i'm wondering if i'll have a change of opinion like you and start thinking they get better as they go along i might I don't know in my mind I think two is still the best we'll see but um, regardless just a lot of fun Keanu Reeves kicking butt uh, doing a lot of little gun fu and everything Um, but we'll see I'm sure we'll get some fantastic fight sequences Jimmy. Yeah I agree
1: looking forward to it and uh, Donnie Yen of course. Yeah
0: yeah very excited for that addition too. Um, Number four I have Oppenheimer sweet i had a number five so pretty close yeah uh new christopher nolan movie uh much to be excited for with that another all-star cast headed by killian murphy but also with like robert downey jr and florence Pugh and emily blunt among others i believe but um, i'm sure it's gonna be visually breathtaking i can't wait to see Christopher Nolan detonate a real live nuke on screen (laughs) be fantastic um but yeah I don't know and I mean the trailers we've gotten haven't haven't really shown much but at least visually so far looks breathtaking and the, the black and white um cinematography looks quite good but what sounds good
1: yeah no i'm looking forward to i cannot wait until people are whispering as the bomb is going off and we cannot tell what they're saying <laughs> <laughs> the tenant effect yeah but i i do think that's got to be really interesting i am curious how much of the movie is going to take place after the bomb goes off because yeah. just the psychology of someone like oppenheimer is i mean it is really interesting to think about like On one hand, you're like, I don't want the Nazis to make an atomic bomb, but also you're making an atomic bomb, and you know it's going to be used, Mm -hmm. and how many people are just going to die, and how the world will never be the same, and humanity has the power now to wipe out itself. And just the ramifications of being literally the person responsible for its creation, <laughs> like there's somewhat of an inevitability to it. But you are the person, and and having to live with that, I just cannot imagine. And uh, you know, whatever he says, I am death. Just whatever he says, you know, you know the Oppenheimer line. Yeah, I I am death, destroyer of man or something. He they say it in ex machina. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think it's uh I think it's gonna be very interesting.
0: So yep, number five for me. Cool. Uh, number three, uh, for me, just edging out Oppenheimer. I have Barbie. I was gonna <laughs> say I have a number four, just edging out Ar- Oppenheimer. Okay. So <laughs> I was like,
1: which one do I put there?
0: Yeah, no, I, for me, I just think Barbie looks like it's going to be a real fun time. Lots of talent behind uh, and in front of the camera. Um The brief trailer we saw showed a lot of creativity and just really cool looking sets and everything. I just, I think this is going to be a, a really fun time. I would have never thought in a million years, like five years ago, I'd put a Barbie movie in my top <laughs> 10, let alone my top three of the year. But here we are. Yeah. Um
1: Absolutely, I think I know what your top three are now too. Just process of elimination. Well, no,
0: there's only two more. Oh, that was number three. Yeah. Oh, you only have two more. Yeah, like I said, there's one glaring omission that I think one of them. <laughs> I think one of them is one of the three you're thinking of. Oh wow, well,
1: that's very interesting. I'm interested to hear your reasoning as to why it is missing. Yeah. I'm gonna uh. get. Can I guess which one's your next one? my next one yeah yeah sure guess is
0: it mission impossible yes yeah uh yeah number two mission impossible dead reckoning um yeah just uh, very excited for a new mission impossible movie tom cruise continues to just you know almost kill himself constantly i mean with the previous (laughs) mission impossible movies we just got top gun this year which is one of a lot of people's favorite movies of the year um but I'm very excited. The The brief trailer we got, I mean, showed a lot of really cool things happening in it. So, and I, I mean, the story in these these movies is, really doesn't matter. Who cares? I mean, I think the cast is is pretty great and works off each other really well. But uh, who really cares about the story? I'm just here for the, the cool stunts, Jimmy, and the cool fights. And, and the
1: masks.
0: Yeah, and the masks. And Simon Pegg. And Simon Pegg. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of all of that in this movie so very excited very exciting um,
1: did you watch the 9 minute featurette when they talked about his cliff jump thing no I saw it, it got recommended to me but I didn't watch it that's good it's, he's insane <laughs> 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 he is absolutely nuts <laughs> um, but for our entertainment so wow uh, so number one then I I feel like I know what it is but you can just go out and say it hold on you can just
0: Swing it on in there yep swinging on in with uh spider-man across the spider-verse as my number one um yeah i just i have been so hyped for this movie ever since they confirmed there was going to be a sequel to into the spider-verse and everything we've seen about it has just increased my excitement for it that latest trailer for it is is like really good i every time i see it i've seen it in theaters a couple times now i'm like this trailer just gets me hyped and the it does where like it's footage from the first movie for half of it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I think I I think it's like really good and just getting like a lot of the uh, the feelings from that first movie going and then transitioning to to the new the f- new footage and everything. I just I need to I need to rewatch that movie really badly. Yeah. I I also want to rewatch it. I think I do I own it? I don't know. Regardless. Awesome movie. Love it. Excited for the new one. Looks awesome. Yeah, that's my number one. Where's it at on yours?
1: I have it at number nine. Number Wow. Okay.
0: Well fair enough. You know.
1: Alright, well, you know, you don't even have my number one on your list. So <laughs> I okay, let me tip my ten and then we'll talk about my number one. That Holden does, I guess, is an honorable mention. He can explain himself, because this is more <laughs> of egregious than the Obi Wan thing. Uh all right, number ten, I saw ten. Nine across the Spider Verse, eight. Mm-hmm. Bo is Afraid oh wow okay that's an uh, honorable mention on mine 7 Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 number 6 Dune Part 2 number 5 Oppenheimer <laughs> number 4 Barbie number 3 Killers of the Flower Moon number 2 Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 one of the worst movie titles of all time <laughs> That's like, that's like if your movie title should have two colons in it, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Or like a colon and a parentheses. Unless it's like on purpose, like a joke. Yeah. And then before, I should do my honorable mentions here. So I've got John Wick Chapter 4, basically 11. Number 12 would be Scream 6, and then in no particular oh, order. I,
0: why didn't I have Scream 6 on my list? That, 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 I don't even have that as an honorable mention, but that is one for me as well. Uh, then, no particular order these are just other films? So I'm like, oh, this will, this will be interesting,
1: maybe. Uh, The Killer, which is David Fincher and Michael Fassbender.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, Michael Fassbender finally getting a, a good movie, hopefully.
1: hopefully. Uh, Ridley Scott is making a Napoleon historical epic with Joaquin Phoenix. I think, we, yeah, I think we've talked about it before. Um, to Sign me up. I think Napoleon's really interesting. They don't really make historical epics anymore, except they're also making Cleopatra again, so we'll see how that goes. Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Knock at the cabin, because come on. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Inter- yeah. I put Quantum Mania. No. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Leave the World Behind, which is Mahershala Ali is in it. It's a thriller by the writer of Mr. Robot, which I've heard is very good. Hmm. Uh, Maxine, the X sequel is that coming out this year? I just was in an unknown release window, so I just put okay. it down. Rebel Moon, Zack, Snyder, Zack Snyder's Star Wars thing. <laughs> Why not? Renfield, because Nicolas Cage Dracula. Uh, next goal wins, the Taika Waititi next film. I had At- that on mine, too. Asteroid yeah. City, which is Wes Anderson. Elemental, the new Pixar movie. Infinity Pool, that movie that looks just bonkers, and for... Kicks and Giggles, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, because why not, Holden? (laughs) Uh, And then number uh, one overall on my list, which Holden has omitted completely. (laughs) It's an honorable mention. It's my number 11.
0: Is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Holden, (laughs) explain yourself. Okay, so here's the thing. All of these other movies, I'm like, I, I just am more excited for. I don't really know, I don't know if I have a good justification for it prior to today, it was at my number 10 spot. Um, but then I re- remember there's a Wes Anderson movie coming out and I realized I wanted, I, I was more interested in the Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> Are you not a big Indiana Jones guy? I am, but I don't know. Like, I think I'm just like, I think like the trailer just, I like, I didn't care for the trailer. I think I mentioned it like when the trailer came out, I thought it looked just fine. I think I was more excited for it before that came out though. I don't know. I can understand it, that. I don't think it's an amazing trailer. Yeah, I don't think it really did what I want it did for me what I was expecting or wanting. Uh we'll see. I mean, I'm open to the movie being very good and I'd be very excited for it. Obviously, it, with James Mangold attached. Uh, I mean, that's the biggest hype part I think for me. Um but I can't wait for the part where he finds the Millennium
1: Falcon in like an Aztec temple and he goes what a hunk of junk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um, um, but what do you, it, you you talk about it Jimmy. You're
1: super. Indiana Jones it. is one of my favorite movie franchises of all time Holden. The Last mm-hmm. Crusade is the movie that made me fall in love with the movies and will always have a special place in my heart and I do think it is my? It is certainly my favorite of the four, I guess that are out. Uh, Although Raiders of the Lost Ark, of course, is a classic. But um, I mean, come on, it's it's Indiana Jones Five, a movie that I never thought we would ever get. It's James Mangold, Holden. It's got a very solid track record. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm hoping they redeem themselves. It cannot be worse than
0: four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it is, I mean. We say that, but also four was Steven Spielberg, who yeah, granted is more hit or miss now than he used to be, but it is still weird that he made that movie. It is weird. Um, but yeah,
1: I'm I'm just looking forward to it. and Matt Mickelson holding. Yeah, that's Mads true. Matt Mikkelsen, <laughs> come
0: on. Um, look, I'm excited for it. I it, It's a close number eleven, but what did you have it f- number? Oh, Wes
1: Anderson's movie ridiculous yeah. holden all right those are the top <laughs> 10 most anticipated movies of the year
0: holden you should be ashamed of yourself this is worse uh, than the kenobi thing <laughs> i didn't mention the only other honorable mention that you didn't mention that i have on my list is the chicken run sequel that's just coming to netflix i didn't so. know that was coming out yeah I think Chicken is netflix that the claymation
1: over. yeah wow that yeah. i watched that at my first
0: sleepover ever i uh, that movie holds up i watched it a couple years ago and i am like that movie's this movie's actually really really good so the fact they're making a sequel same studio does wallace and gromit and everything and i, I have hope
1: <laughs> wow. how many years this is gonna be like 25 years later <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> that's probably about right <laughs> all right uh tv shows next Holden.
0: yeah tv shows uh, um go ahead with your list did you get did you reach ten for this? I have seven. Okay. I kinda had to stretch uh a bit for this. Um I didn't put Andor because I wasn't sure it was coming out this year. Otherwise it would be on here. Um number ten though, I have uh, Lucky Hank. Did you do you know what this is? Oh
1: gosh. I know that I I will know un- I've heard it definitely, and I've okay. definitely seen something, and now I'm not remembering what it is.
0: Literally, the only reason it's on here is because it's the new Bob Odenkirk starring TV yeah, show on it. AMC. That's what it is. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, Bob Odenkirk and AMC so far is had a very good track record. Um, I don't, re- I don't remember like what who the showrunner is or anything, but. I remember the concept kind of sounded interesting, but I neglected to write it down, so. I think it's like a, a producer of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, something okay. like that. Okay, so yeah, that's my number 10. We'll see if it's good. Uh, no skin off my back if it isn't. Uh, number nine, I have the new season of Futurama. Um, oh, that's which, right. They're they're making a season of Futurama? Yeah, Hulu. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah I I think I'm just excited for it because I think Futurama is like just consistently very good I think it, it has a much higher level of consistency than like the Simpsons does I think like Futurama was pretty good for its entire series I've watched the whole thing how many seasons does it go uh it's like is it 10 or 11 is it's is Matt that. Groening coming back I assume he's going to be like an executive producer. I mean, it's, it probably in the same capacity he was for a lot of the later Futurama and Simpsons and everything, but, okay. Uh, but a lot of the voice cast, I think pretty much all the voice cast is coming back. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, number eight, I have Mandalorian. Nice. Um, which we're getting, uh, March first, I believe. I did. I, we're getting a trailer. A trailer just came out. We didn't started the. We we started the podcast before the trailer came out, so we'll talk about it next week. But did you see the poster that came out today for it? No, I can look it up right now, though. Okay, I thought it looked pretty cool. It was just a, a f- pretty simple poster, but I was like, oh, that's it's kind of a cool. Poster
1: one. reveal. Poster. 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 Just him flying with Baby Yoda? Yeah. Grogu.
0: That was kind of cool looking.
1: It is a cool looking poster. His
0: cape's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Probably that jetpack. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Probably shouldn't wear a cape if you have a jetpack on. Uh, What do you have to say about Mandalorian, Jimmy?
1: Uh, Looking forward to it. I have like a hodgepodge between five and two that... Or even like six to two. I'm like, these are all the same. (laughs) (laughs) Died. And the Mandalorian is in that club.
0: I'm curious what your number seven is. Like the one you're very clearly the least excited for. Uh, That is Secret Invasion. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, Speaking of Secret Invasion, that is also my number seven. There we go. (laughs) Look at that segue, Oldman yeah um yeah i'm very interested in the story behind this um i think the trailer makes it look like it could be very interesting we'll see marvel has an iffy track record with their tv shows so could be very cool could be very mid we'll see way to use that teen lingo yeah that's what i'm here for uh number six i have gen v i had that on my list as well in that clump yeah, um, this is the new The Boys spinoff, um, which is supposedly centering around kind of a, I think it's a college or t- high school, I don't know, vaguely vaguely aged kids uh, coming into their own with their powers and everything. And I'm sure it'll just be more The Boys fun, satirizing, uh, you know, harry potter satirizing just high school dramas and stuff isn't there like a mystery yeah i think there's a mystery to it i can't remember what it was but i think there's a lot of different things they can kind of make fun of and and just make jokes about and there's plenty of content so very excited awesome uh my number five is the clone high revival (laughs) nice um Which supposedly is, I think, finishing up production. We haven't seen anything from it, but that makes me think it is gonna be coming out this year. HBO Max. I think Clone High was just very, very funny for the one season we had. Um so yeah, very excited. Everyone's coming back for this one. So is that where it's all the president? It's it's just famous historical figures. Famous historical figures. Yeah. Main characters Ape Lincoln, but there's other people. Um Yep, and then number 4, I have Succession season 4 even though I have not finished Succession yet. But I mean, just based <laughs> I mean, just based on uh, the quality so far, very very good. Very excited for more Succession. Why did you just quit watching Succession? I <laughs> I don't know. I just got distracted with other things. I will finish it. I really like it. But I don't know. Sometimes I just get distracted with like a like a new show will come out and I'll just start that okay but i do really like it don't get me wrong it's awesome where's that at on your list is that in the clump it's in the clump in the clump got two more in the clump all right uh number three for me is loki season two that's in the clump that's in the clump. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no uh loki season one was was awesome really liked it the best marvel show so far um so very excited to see what they do with season two, Jimmy. Do you have what do you have to say about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, don't mess it up. <laughs> I yeah. I have a feeling it's not going to be. I think it's going to be okay, probably. Yeah, probably just because I feel like season one. season one just felt like it should have been a standalone mm-hmm. mini series. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I love Owen Wilson, so <laughs> bring him back.
0: We'll see what happens. Yeah, excited for more Owen Wilson. Uh, Number two, I have uh, (laughs) the Last of Us. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just include that, even though it has started. I mean, but I think it's just bolstered by the one episode we've gotten so far. Um, Yeah, just excited to see how they adapt the rest of this. Reviews uh, reviews seem very very positive about the whole season. I think a lot of the a lot of outlets have the whole season so far, so they're kind of reviewing the whole thing. So yeah,
1: nine episodes, I believe. Is it nine? yep i okay. believe
0: so because i was like i don't know how many it is so i looked it up but i think it's nine okay yeah very excited i i'm curious i mean this is far in the future but if they are covering the whole first game in this season what are they going to do next season
1: yeah i don't know but anyway i'm that's, wondering that's if they are covering, are they covering the whole first game in this first season I thought that's what I read. I mean, to be fair, there's a time jump between part one and part two. So yeah.
0: You could have a little adventure there. That's kind of what I was wondering, if they might try to fill in some of the gaps, maybe maybe do some of the flashbacks that part two does, kind of incorporate that into the story or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would be good. And I mean, Neil Druckmann is there, Craig Mason, I I would trust them to come up with a story, too, to be in between yeah flesh out that
0: relationship even more yeah be awesome um and then my number one is the final episodes of the owl house uh just because i love that show every time i mention it i'm saying it's like one of my favorite cartoons it is it's so good two more episodes left They're like hour long each one of them actually comes out this next saturday i am gonna ball my eyes out when this ends, I feel like it's just going to make me cry. Probably both episodes will make me cry. It's so good. I it. I don't know if it is my favorite cartoon, but every time I watch more, it makes me think it, it might be. We'll wow. see. Wow, Holden. And SpongeBob SquarePants
1: is my favorite cartoon. So. <laughs> First three seasons. Yeah. Well, you know,
0: there's some gems outside. That there just are. Gotta find. Yeah. Yeah. Four or five. Yeah. But anyway, Jimmy... Uh, what is on your list?
1: All right, well Holden. Well, you missed one in The Clump, um, which I think is coming out here sometime, at probably the second half of the year. But number seven, I have Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, then in The Clump, in really no particular order, I got The Mandalorian Season 3, Gen V, The Boys spin Succession Season 4, Loki Season 2, and then the Ahsoka TV series by, oh, yeah, with yeah. Dave Filoni. So I think she's a very interesting character. I think Dave Filoni did a really good job directing his uh, episode or two in Mandalorian season two. And, you know, Ahsoka is a character that he came up with. I think that could be really interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then number one, I have The Last of Us because it,
0: it is. Of course, The Last of Us.
1: Yep. Sweet. Let's. Anything else to say about
0: uh, TV shows holding, or shall we jump into games? No, there's not enough for for. <laughs> for honorable mentions here i i wrote down that 90s show question mark but that's uh, who cares about that i don't really all right let's do games then holden how many games did you come up with i actually have i have i have 10 um i probably have a couple for honorable mentions too okay wow i just have seven again so okay fair enough. we'll see what you got uh number 10 for me is the dead space remake I could probably just add that to that. That's my number eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just excited for the chance to play these games that are they're quite popular, quite critically lauded. Um, it seems to be a pretty faithful remake, and a lot of the pre-release stuff has gotten very positive reception from the fans, I think. So we'll see. I mean, it, Does that come it comes out like next week. Yeah, it's, it comes out within the next week or two. So we'll see if it's any good when it comes out. But I mean... I have high hopes. I I think my dad might own the first game. So if it turns out it's like a poor remake, I might just grab borrow that from him and play it on my 360 or something. But I'm hoping this is a, a good modern option to do. We'll see. Nice. Sweet. Um number nine, I have Alan Wake 2. Nice. Um, which I just I like Alan Wake 1 a lot. Very fun horror it's not even really survival horror it's like action horror i don't really know how to describe it's like very unique in its gameplay and i think the story in it is very convoluted but it's also that's also kind of the point to it because it's making a lot of a lot of commentary and just narrative in general it's very very cool very, visually very fun and the world is it's pretty cool i like it so we'll see
1: nice um,
0: number eight um is hogwarts legacy which i assume you have on your list wow you have it that far down i have it much higher yeah i i there's why is that okay never mind yeah i just there's there's i know there's at least probably two or three games on this list you don't have on there so that's why it's this low but yeah hogwarts legacy i think for me at this point it's going to be kind of more of a wait and see how good it is or anything like i'll wait for the reviews i i'm crossing my fingers it's good because i think this could be just fantastic some of the stuff we've seen is very cool but i'm also just apprehensive with a game like this like, mm-hmm. it could just be terrible too or very mediocre so we'll yeah. see
1: i think from what i've seen i mean it looks really good i don't know anything about the story so if it has a really bad story that would be a bummer mm-hmm. but gameplay looks fun i just want to walk through hogwarts man yeah that'd be cool they need to make a harry potter vr game holy smokes that would be cool that'd be awesome walk around hogwarts and vr use magic come on playstation make it happen with the new headset
0: yeah that'd be awesome um number seven for me i have final fantasy 16 oh yeah do not have that one on my list yeah um yeah just i looks like more fun kind of hack and slash final fantasy action like kind of like what they did with the seven remake and um also with like 15 and whatever but looks cool visually i'm sure the story will be kind of whatever um as a lot of the modern final fantasies kind of seem to be but looks like it'll at least be very fun from a gameplay perspective so all right nice what's your next one uh number six is the resident evil 4 remake nice i have that as number six too Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, Resident Evil, love these games. They're a lot of fun, and 4 is one of the most beloved ones. So I think kind of remaking it for a modern audience is it's something you're walking on eggshells with, but I think so far what little we've seen has been very, very good. Um, if they're remaking it in the style, I think they are remaking it basically in the style of like the 2 remake and 3 remake, and those games are just, I mean in terms of gameplay and visuals just so good and every time we bring it up i just talk about how good the re engine looks it's one of the best looking engines on the market Mm -hmm. right now kind of surprised that more i mean maybe capcom has exclusive rights to it they don't lend it out to anyone otherwise i'd say more games should use it but yeah looks awesome what do you have to say about it yeah no i just people
1: love that uh resident evil 4 i think wanna hope there's a vr mode so we'll find out otherwise mm-hmm. i mean like you said i haven't played the th- remake remake three remake but two remake is really fun so
0: yeah sweet awesome um and then number five i have uh hollow knight silk song which i know is not on your list no it's not <laughs> which i this is i think the only indie game on my list uh but Gosh, gosh darn, when I played Hollow Knight earlier this year, it made such an impression on me in terms of just a very fun metroidvania, beautiful visual style, really interesting lore that is it's so like beneath the surface, quite literally and figuratively. Like I it's you can dig into it, you can find and find out a lot about it and it's it's so interesting. But also the music is so good. I like It ended up, I had my Spotify wrapped for the end of the year, which a lot of people had. Um, So on Spotify wrapped, it tells you like your top artists of the year. And I think the guy who composed Hollow Knight was like my number two because I just have (laughs) listened to the the soundtrack for that game so much over the course of the year. Um, But yeah, this is a, a sequel. It's been long in the works. A lot of people have been waiting forever for it. Luckily, I just played Hollow Knight, so it hasn't been that long for me. But yeah, excited. Awesome um number four i'm trying to figure this out what did i have this number four. Oh, okay so okay my the numbering on my list is messed up number four for me is going to be star wars jedi survivor nice nice i
1: got uh, that whoop. number three
0: okay yeah uh just very excited more Fallen Order stuff. It was very fun the first time. Uh, I'm gonna replay that before the new one with that PS5 upgrade. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't. Not much to say about it. What do you, what do you think about it, Jimmy?
1: Well, that's. I'm like, I want to play Hogwarts Legacy, but I also want to replay uh, Fallen <laughs> Order before Jedi Survivor comes out. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I gotta play <laughs> Jedi Survivor. So maybe I don't know if we'll play Jedi Survivor right away, but we'll see.
0: Fair enough, Depends yeah. on how good
1: Hogwarts Legacy is, I guess.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, very excited. Um, number three for me is Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. Yep, I had that as number four, so I just f- flip-flopped those. Okay. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, new rock Rocksteady game. Uh, very interesting. Can't say that very often. No. <laughs> jeez, whiz. <It's laughs> eight been what, years. Eight years, jeez. Um, I mean, they have such a a solid track record so far. I think the concept sounds like a lot of fun. We haven't really gotten much in terms of gameplay. We've gotten like just a little, little tiny bits from what little we've seen. It's looked good. I'm hoping we get more here soon since it's supposed to come out in like May. Yeah. Um, but yeah, high hopes for it. And of course, Kevin Conroy coming back for, I think his final Batman performance. So, um, that'll be awesome as well. Definitely. But Jimmy, what do you think about it?
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh like you said, Rock City. It's been a hot minute. Do they still have the magic touch? We'll find out in May. Or or whenever that comes out. Yeah. A lot of a lot of really good games actually that I'm I'm quite excited for. Same. Uh number two for me
0: is uh Spider Man two. Nice. I have that as my number one. Yeah. I mean, it, it came close for me, but uh, Spider-Man 2, I mean, that the 2018 Spider-Man game is so good. Miles Morales is also very good. Um, they're just, I mean, Insomniac just nailed, like, it makes you feel like Spider-Man, right? Yeah, I uh, mean, that game been... was the reason why I bought a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah. I don't, it's ever since I've played that game, I've just kind of like thought about wanting to play more of it. Um, I, the story in it is pretty good. I mean, visually very awesome. Combat's a lot of fun. I'm very interested to see what they do with the sequel. I, I mean, I, they haven't confirmed it at all, but I almost wonder if it is going to be like co-op or anything. Cause the only teaser we've gotten has both, both Peter and miles in it. So I don't know. I hope or, not. I don't have any friends. i don't want to play play through it together we could
1: play through it together Alden.
0: (laughs) um but yeah um very excited for it what do you have to say about it
1: i'm a little surprised i mean i have it in number one but i feel like i should be more excited for it
0: than i am well i think it's i I think it's partially because we don't have much about it like we really haven't gotten anything about it in quite a while um aside from that one teaser we have what's his name the, the candy man is playing venom or voicing venom
1: oh yeah i don't uh, remember toby tony todd
0: that's tony right. todd yeah i was like it's something with the alliteration yeah <laughs> um but that's like really all we have so i mean i think as as we see more about it maybe before e3 at least at e3 or that time when they do the state of play um yeah i'm sure the hype will just grow yeah
1: yep <laughs> Yep, I agree, Holden. So then what is your number 1? Number
0: 1 is uh the second part of the Final Fantasy VII remake. That's why I was thinking that was coming out this year. Yeah, it's it's scheduled to come out in winter. We'll see. I mean, it's it's already weird to me that they're having two Final Fantasy games come out in the same year, but I'm not I mean if it happens, I'm not complaining, but I I just love that first one so much. I, I've ranted and raved about it on here. Um once again another game with just probably my favorite video game soundtrack very fun gameplay it's one of the only game i mean i platinumed it, which in and of itself isn't that special but i like it had like hard mode related trophies and stuff and usually i don't i'm not like particularly interested in doing those but i like i just had so much fun with this game i was like willing to go back and do those hard mode trophies and it was difficult but very rewarding so nice yeah i'm i'm very very excited to see the next part i have contemplated playing the original um since the remake does divert quite a bit and it looks like it's going in kind of a different direction in a lot of ways so it might not matter we'll see but anyway jimmy uh what on your list did well I miss? okay so i add dead space remake to eight
1: so i do have that on my radar uh seven uh the avatar game Frontiers of Pandora, if that's coming out, is that going to be any good? Who knows? That could be cool. It could, yeah. So that's just a wild card. Then I had Resident Evil 4 Remake, number six. Number five, I have the PlayStation VR 2 exclusive, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Nice, yes. Which I'm looking forward to playing in about a month and a half, Olden, when that sucker (laughs) comes in. Uh, Then number four, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Number three, Jedi Survivor. Number two, Hogwarts Legacy, and then number one, Spider-Man 2 is what I got.
0: Awesome. Yeah, good list. Um, In terms of honorable mentions, I think the only things I have are the new uh, Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom, which is only an honorable mention for me because I haven't played Breath of the Wild yet. I do own it now, so I will play it soon, but um, I mean, I'm interested in that. There's a remake of uh, the Yakuza of a Yakuza spinoff game coming out called Like a Dragon Ishin, which takes place in like 1800s Japan. I think. Wow. Yeah, it's it was a PS3 Japanese exclusive, so this is the first time it's being released in the US as a as a remake. But it looks really cool. It's like swords and guns at the same time. So wow, looks kind of fun.
1: Um, I will just throw out uh, another wild card that. The Last of Us multiplayer, maybe? I don't know. Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really a multiplayer person, but...
0: I will play. I will buy that and play it. Like, I don't... I'm not sure if I'll get super into it, but I I feel like I, I like The Last of Us enough that I will try it. Wow. There's the um, commitment. Wow. The other one, this is a real wild card, especially as of recently. I have Forspoken. Um, yeah,
1: I just don't know if that one's going
0: to be for me. I didn't even yeah. I haven't even played the demo but okay that's that's what kicked it out of the list for me was the demo honestly I played the demo and I forgot to bring it up a couple weeks ago when I played it but gee like that the gameplay I mean I think it's the demo itself is kind of overwhelming because it throws a lot at you but the control scheme it just seems terrible for it I don't mm. know if you'll have like full remapping of the controls but it has kind of like hack and slash type controls for some of it but like the the general like basic kind of attack move is right trigger oh weird so you're like you're like you're you're constantly using right trigger and it just feels weird it doesn't really work um the world kind of in the demo kind of felt a little barren but it is the demo so benefit of the doubt we'll see it is it is a real wild card. I'm open to it. once again open to it being very good, and if it is, I'll play it. But I'm really skeptical. Yeah, me too. Me too. Anyway, that's it for that. We should get into our combined lists, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, we can just you can just quickly run through yours if you want. Sure. Uh, so my combined list number ten I have Oppenheimer. Uh, and number nine I have Loki season two. Number eight, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Number seven, Barbie. Number six, The Last of Us TV show. Number five, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Number four, The Owl House new episodes. Number three, Spider-Man Two. Number two, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the the sequel. Uh, and number one, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse.
1: Nice. Uh, mine ten is Dune Part Two. Nine, Oppenheimer. Eight, Barbie. Seven, Jedi Survivor. Six, Killers of Flower Moon. Five, Hogwarts Legacy. Four, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Three, Spider-Man 2. Two, The Last of Us Season 1. And number one, Olden Indiana Jones and <laughs> in the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> it might be The Last of Us, but way more movies this year than I had last year. I only had like a couple last year.
0: So. yeah I mean I was I, I was very surprised by just all the, the solid or at least very movies I'm very excited for so yeah and the tv I'm not as excited for <laughs>
1: yeah which <laughs> was the was opposite like, for last year yeah. right yeah. yeah I mean other than the last house I mean I am looking forward to those other shows but not like you know I was not like Obi-Wan Kenobi which that didn't pan out very well
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah it's just a very good year for all these things and i mean on my list yeah tv shows is probably the weakest but video games and movies both have a very solid solid lineup coming up and very excited yeah sweet holden that's enough of that that is enough of that let's talk
1: about what we've been doing in our famous segment what are you doing
0: what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing no what
1: are you doing what are you
0: doing all right jimmy i can't remember uh last had i well seen... that's the end of the episode no. folks <laughs> as of last week had i seen no i don't think i had um so last week i watched the original puss in boots okay um, to prep myself for the new Puss in Boots um just because I was like I, I mean I don't think I need to see it but I have never seen it so I was I was like okay maybe there's at least some little references and two that maybe I'd appreciate more with the first one whatever and it is like just the most mediocre like DreamWorks movie <laughs> it's just so bland it's it felt way too long I I think that I, I kind of came to this conclusion after watching it that I think the Shrek like character designs are, are very ugly, but I think they work in the older Shrek movies just cause that's like an older 3d animated movie. But when they try to translate that into like early 2010s, when it was getting better, it, I think it just looks bad. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it was that it was interesting to me. Um, very mediocre movie you guys probably don't need to see it before seeing the new one um i did go see the new puss in boots holden okay well Um, was it good
1: i mean well don't don't say anything Well, i won't say much
0: i won't say much and jimmy if we are doing it this next week i will go see it with you again because i did really like this movie i got invited to go see it so that's why i ended up going to see it um it's It's really good. (laughs) I was surprised. It did make me tear up at one point. Wow. Um, So I won't say much more. Just I recommend you guys go see it. We'll get a review out next week for it. Um, Other than that, um, I think probably the most. Oh, yeah. The other thing I watched this week was I watched this movie called The Thief and the Cobbler. Um, which is it's this weird 90s animated movie um, that I was made aware of when I watched a YouTube video about it. It had this insanely long production like it started being made in the 60s and it came out in the early 90s. Oh, my gosh. 30. Yeah, like 30 years, basically. And it was like this one guy, I think he was a former Disney animator. It was like his passion project, but he was like a perfectionist. He wanted everything just right. But eventually like the studio that had like signed on to release it just like got tired of waiting and just basically had another studio finish it and they released it and it was like supposedly really bad. But then um, I think in the 2010s, there was like a fan that kind of re-edited it so it was closer to the original vision. So they took like unused footage, the uh, stuff from the theatrical release, and then they would like fill in the blanks with like storyboarding and stuff. But all of the voice acting was done. So even in like the less animated segments, it had all of the voice acting that was needed. So I watched that. I wa- It was called The Re-Cobbled Cut. Um, and it was very interesting animation wise incredible it's beautiful it has such a unique style to it I probably one of the most beautifully animated 2d films I've ever seen but in terms of story it's pretty basic it's it's very similar to Aladdin which when it came out it was kind of seen I think as a ripoff of Aladdin even though it had been in production since the 60s but um, it is just a wild wild movie Anyway, um, that's it for movies, TV shows. Uh, just been watching some some Superman, watching some White Lotus. Um, not much there. Uh, video games. Just been playing a lot of Horizon Forbidden West, and really, really quite liking it. There's you are s- huh? Yeah. There's just a lot to do in that game. <laughs> there's 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 quite a bit, and the story is is very interesting right now. Um, I think the. I don't know if the. I know one of the big things you had a complaint of is the side quests in the first game, and I don't know if they're nec- I think they are better in terms of like what you actually go to do. I don't know if like the story regarding them is any better, but I one thing I noticed is that the animation on like the NPCs in general is better. It, it's like less stiff. Cause I remember in the well, first game, I mean was, in the
1: first one, it's pretty atrocious.
0: Yeah. And uh, that, w- but in this game, like when you're talking to anyone, like any random NPC for a side quest or they're like, they'll be like doing things while they're talking to you or they'll like, you know, be walking around. There's, there's a lot more going on there. So I think that is a definite improvement. Um, But, yeah, I think that's it for me, Jimmy. What have you been doing? Uh,
1: Well, let's see. Movie-wise, we had a little celebration day on Friday with the kids. So we were watching a movie, and I was like, what movie should we watch? I thought about, you know, I was like, Pixar is going to be a safe bet. So I'm like, I haven't seen Up in a long time. So I thought about Mm. Up, but I was like, no, I got to go with the classic. So I went The Incredibles Holden. Oh, yeah. um, It's my favorite animated movie, probably.
0: I need to rewatch
1: too. spider-verse but um it's just such a good movie it is like people talk about oscar snubs i still think michael Giacchino's score not even getting nominated not even yeah, getting definitely. nominated for best original score is one of the biggest oscar snubs of all time in my opinion um but man, that's that the the filmmaking is just so good. The way they mm-hmm. contrast scenes and the use of color, the animation style, the just the production design, the aesthetic of everything. That kind of just um, oh gosh, what's the word? This just the serial, you know, like the of the fifties that aesthetic, fifties superhero aesthetic, um, you know, cartoon thing. I just love that design and mm-hmm. the music and the story the action sequences the creativity of it all it just is such a good movie um i need to rewatch the second one because i haven't seen it since it was in theaters um but yeah uh, great movie otherwise tv shows almost done with mind have like an nice. episode and a half left um so watch that i'll finish that this week i'm assuming um and then Video games-wise, excuse me, um, been playing The Last of Us Part 1. It looks great, and I just am like, dang, this is such a good game. The environmental storytelling, especially, there is just not a game that is even close, in my opinion, that I have played Mm -hmm. in terms of environmental storytelling. And you know, like, God of War tries, and it's okay. Like, it's solid, but it's like, this is just above and beyond that. Just the little stories within the overall narrative at each of these locations that you go to and i'm really excited to see how they adapt those into the live action show or if they don't at all i think they are going to do some of them yeah um in some way um but yeah i just such a great game um and it playing it on the playstation 5 is just great i mean it's not that radically different from playing the remastered version but it's it's the definitive way to play it at this point. If you are going to replay it or you haven't played it yet, you might as well just yeah. bite the bullet and, and go for it. Um Unless otherwise you want to play the multiplayer.
0: <laughs> what's that? Unless you want to play the multiplayer. Unless you want to play the
1: multiplayer. <laughs> um which I never have actually. Yeah, have you ever either. played the multiplayer? No. <laughs> it's supposed to be good. Yeah. Um. also like the trophies are much more attainable and they don't have any online trophies so uh, maybe I'll go back oh, yes. and get the platinum on this one Um. interestingly they have like a commentary mode Okay. where there's like a director's commentary and Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker come on too but you cannot use you cannot use it during the game until you've played the main story like this is dumb I'm like what about if I've already played this game three times
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I time. feel like I feel like so, so much of the audience for that is going to be people who have already played the game. Like, I don't, I mean, yeah, you are going to get new people, but I feel I would have to, I would think like at least half or so of the people that bought that remake are people that had played it previously. I don't think they would turn it on their first playthrough either. I mean, I get it, but I'm like, ah,
1: I don't know if I would play it with it on all the time. But what's really nice, though, is there's like a all these accessibility features and there's one where you can go to listening mode and just scan for items. Oh, yeah. So I don't have to like run all the way to the corner to see if there's anything over there. I can just scan and be like, OK, there's nothing over there. Um, so, yeah, tons of fun. Love the game. Just solidifying why I like it so much. And uh, I think that's it. I'm going to say that's it. Holden. All right.
0: Right. what are we doing next week sir so next week we should we should do Puss in Boots 2 Puss in Boots The Last Wish um and we'll also do the second episode of The Last of Us and if the Oscars come out we'll talk about there the Oscar nominations we'll talk about that but yeah I think that's what we should do next week um if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tauntpodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. I believe that's it, Jimmy. Awesome. Sweet. We'll talk at you next week. In the meantime, adios
1: pantalones. Love you. That one movie podcast <laughs> <laughs> Tom.